0: My name is Mira Powell, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network.
1: Hello,
2: paper you're paper listening paper to board. the Emerald oh, Podcast my Network. Board. My name is Emerson Malone. I am an editor with the Daily Emerald. And with me here in the studio, it's...
1: Sarah Z. Davies. <laughs> I'm an arts and culture
0: writer. And? Patience Green, also an arts and culture writer.
2: Today we're going to talk about television, the comedies, the dramas, the cartoons, what's been great from the past year, what are we looking forward to, what's leaving. Sarah Rosa, let's start with you. What's on your mind? What have you been okay. fixated on?
1: The TV show Transparent, which is um, on Amazon Prime, available for streaming, recently had its third season come out. Um, I my mom had kept recommending the show for me and over winter break i watched almost all of it it is somehow really funny and really dramatic and like it's one of the best tv shows i've seen in a long time especially when it comes to representation uh the show is specifically about um, a family a jewish family where the patriarch of the family comes out as a trans woman and the family kind of goes on this journey to figure out how that fits into their family and how that fits into their lives but for me, the show is so much about Jewishness, too, which I think is something really important as a Jew myself. Transparent does this amazing thing where it represents Jewish life in a true and real way and also doesn't make it like, it's not all like jokey, like it can be funny at moments, but it's not this like, it, it furthers the plot and is a, an essential part of the show without making it like, to- Like it doesn't tokenize um, Jews, Jewish people and right. it doesn't tokenize Judaism, but instead it brings it into the show in a really warm and sweet and truthful way
2: it's a ma- amazing show um yeah. the show's creator jill soloway yeah. he used to work on six feet under on hbo oh. and that's an amazing show yeah. as well and like yeah transparent is probably the most jewish show yes to exist that i can think of yeah um it's really amazing i think the whole dynamic between the family members is mm-hmm. really sweet but it's, it's as much a drama as it is a really devastating comedy Yeah. because obviously the, the transformation from Jeffrey Tambor's character mm-hmm. and then how the three adult children are sort of reckoning with it but they're also like very selfish people yeah. on their own so it's like operative word being adult children. Yes. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a specific moment in this first season. I think it's one of the last episodes that I think gets at some of what you're saying about like the family being selfish and the show being also like a devastating comedy um, and also Jewish. Um, there's a moment where they're getting together for Friday night dinner at Moppa's um, house, as they called their mopa Ma, their, their, yeah. you know, they call the, called Jeffrey Tambor's character. And they're they're sitting down and they're lighting the candles and like, tammy who's like someone someone's having an affair with like there's like it's kind of this mix mashed mix mat what is the word the mashed up group of people that just is like this weirdest like family mix-up ever and they're singing down to light the candles and they're singing the wrong tune for the shabbat song like the song that like every jew is supposed to know or like every practicing jew who has like done anything in their life should know and they start singing the hanukkah tune. And my family, my mom, it's like kinda of sad, but my mom just turns to me and she goes, I sent you to we're watching this. And she turns to me and goes, I sent you to Jewish Day School and this is exactly what happens like in our family. And like it was this really amazing moment where like what was on TV also was true in real life. And that was somehow devastating and funny and sweet all in the same moment to sit there watching that with my parents and to be like, That has happened to us.
2: <laughs> yeah, the sort of blasphemous treatment of, yeah. of Judaism is really funny because in the season finale of season three they're on a cruise ship and they
1: mm-hmm. are trying to yeah
2: you explain it i can't yeah
1: they're trying to have a, i'm not there yet but i read oh, about okay. it. oh okay never mind let's <laughs> move on to patience <laughs> yeah
2: patience best My, tv of last year
0: best tv of last year well i definitely binge watched westworld as so many so many other people did um i'm sure uh also atlanta came out last year and was for me probably just the top best show that's come out in so long. I mean, it did such a good job of exploring themes of race and um, women, too, to some extent in some episodes, and poverty in just a really genuine way compared to anything that I've seen before. And I felt like I was getting an honest look Mm. into another perspective and other people's lives. I mean, it also had, like, these really surrealist elements to it and... Was very funny while at the same time being a well crafted drama. Mm. And I'm hoping that that is the mark of more shows mm-hmm. like that that do a better job with representation. Insecure also came out, I think, at the end of last year. Mm. Um, and kind of goes along the same thing with trying that representation but with women in Mm. that one. Girls, season Mm. five of Girls was last year and another like representation of millennials Mm. so well. I feel like Girls always does that and the thing with Girls is that you just hate the characters (laughs) because millennials suck. But season five uh, just did a really good job maturing the characters so you actually Mm. get a sense of like their arc headed somewhere where you can be comfortable with, which is good because their next season will be their last and we mm. want to see them end on a more like mature note where we see they actually went somewhere.
2: Yeah, Atlanta was definitely my favorite show of mm. last year as well. Definitely. I think Donald Glover uh, I guess he can't do anything wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm True. not I'm not seeing him really strike out. Nope. He also put out another childish campino you know, album yeah. in the middle of December, so Yeah just making us all look bad (laughs) and he's gonna be young lando calrissian so Mm. season two of atlanta like the filming has been delayed because he's supposed to film the young han solo or something
0: disappointing but exciting all at once
2: (laughs) atlanta's a real auteur like product and it's Hmm. really amazing
0: yeah i was i was intrigued when i first heard about it because the development was no white people on the writing team whatsoever and i was so interested in how that was going to turn out and was just amazed by the result of what they were able to accomplish.
2: The pilot, I will say, is pretty much immaculate. It's one of the best pilots I've ever mm, seen. Wow! Yeah. Um, I showed I to that to it. my roommates, and they were all instantly hooked on the show.
0: Definitely, it does a really good job with family too, mm. and the I don't know the bond between him and his daughter and his kind of girlfriend just feels very real to me. And the mm. same thing with the owing a debt to your cousins almost just because they're family.
1: So you mm. have to help them who can't relate to that.
2: His yeah. characters, sorry, go ahead. I was
1: going to say like family is, I think, uh, has always been a big thing on TV because I think TV is such a family-centered way of entertaining oneself. And, you know, you sit down and watch the news with your family, you sit down and watch Broad City with your family like I do. Like there's, it's very communal. And so I think that's interesting the way the way family has started to become a broader sense in a lot of TV shows. It's not just like the nuclear family anymore. It's your friends, your community, and I think that's so big. And that's maybe I hope that's where TV is going is to keep expanding on that idea of family.
0: I think so. I think we saw a lot of that um, a couple years ago when Fresh Off the Boat Mm -hmm. came out Mm -hmm. and there was all of these that were kind of, you know, sort of trivial comedies, but... They were trivial comedies about people that we hadn't seen represented before. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that as television progresses, we continue to see you know shows about underrepresented people in more genuine and better ways.
2: Yeah, I would say, probably a cl- cliche thing to say, but like Modern Family probably set mm-hmm. this really interesting precedent for how the nuclear family is portrayed on, especially like a network.
1: Yeah. Channel. People don't give that show enough credit, it's I a, think.
2: It's a really solid show. Yeah. But you remember when it came out and it was, like, kind of, like, groundbreaking. It was, like, one of the three main families is a gay couple.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> gay people exist? <laughs> so uh, what about
0: shows that are ending? I know that Workaholics has mm-hmm. just gotten canceled, which, as Emerson was saying earlier, four years ago, that was all anybody could talk about. And mm-hmm. now... I mean how many seasons has they had have they had even
1: typing that up um yeah i don't know a lot of the tv i have been watching recently has been like up and coming stuff so i don't necessarily i haven't been devastated recently about stuff being canceled but i've actually been devastated about stuff being brought back Uh, the Gilmore Girls revival for instance was something I was so excited for as a fan who had binge watched the show in like a month um, this past year and the revival was really disappointing to me and I kind of wish they hadn't done it um, because it took so much of what the show was about and just like was just like we're just gonna make Gilmore Girls but for 2016 which didn't quite feel right it felt a little too self aware and so I almost wish it had just been (laughs) cancelled That's
0: how I felt about Powerpuff Girls. I I know most college students don't watch Powerpuff Girls, but I like to just have Cartoon Network on in the background at all times because... It's usually pretty entertaining. I think it started in high school with Regular Show and Adventure <laughs> Time, which all of my friends were always talking about. Both also being canceled this year. Regular Show is coming out with its finale, and Adventure Time will only have one more season.
2: So does that mean Rick and Morty is going to be the only irreverent cartoon left?
0: I think so. I mean...
2: My roommates are going to be devastated. It's Bo,
0: just BoJack Horseman still on Netflix. Good point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we still got like Bob's Burgers and adult cartoons haven't quite died yet, But that teenage, young adult cartoon Mm. area that Cartoon Network was really hovering over and capitalizing on is dying. And all of their new shows, like Powerpuff Girls or Wee Bear Bears or Mighty (laughs) Magosaurs, I mean, any of them, they just feel so targeted towards Mm. like little children and there's just all this like throwing in of technology kind of randomly Mm. that disrupts the show and they just they feel like they don't belong on a network and I mean honestly I'm gonna have to stop watching Cartoon Network it's gonna be a sad day
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I I, I wouldn't like necessarily conflate Bob's Burgers with like Adventure Time and those kind of shows because I mean one of them's like Fox and the other is Cartoon Network but like the Adventure Time's like, it's like someone just guzzled Pop Rocks and Soda and like just barfed on the freaking cartoon page.
0: Exactly. (laughs) It's like that Dungeons and Dragon child in all of us is like coming out with Adventure Time. Mm -hmm. And regular shows, just such a bro show. Like, I just felt like I was hanging out with my friends, burrowing down every time I watched it.
2: I'm not huge on cartoons. Yeah, Um,
0: I was going to say that too. (laughs) It's Okay.
2: And now we're talking about. It. Um, <laughs> yeah, my favorite genre is trials of the human spirit. So a lot of my favorite TV from last year was like The Night of and
1: huh.
2: um, Mr. Robot and a lot of dark mm. stuff.
1: Yeah, I like that dark comedy. That that is always has always been my favorite because maybe it's like watching somewhat of my own reality, <laughs> maybe, but also I. I also love cringe comedies, um, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I'm so excited for a ninth season of. And also Broad City is a show for me that, like... My my friend and I were talking about Broad City recently, which is about these two young women who live in New York um, and, like, their shenanigans that happen and, like, all the fun stuff that goes on and also all the horrible, horrible things that happen. (laughs) Um, For instance, getting lifted up in a porta potty while peeing in it. But my friend and I were talking about it recently, and she said... Broad City is, like, one of those shows where it could be reality, but it's just slightly beyond, slightly out of reach. And so you identify with the characters so much, but you still don't. There's also that, like, there's that break between the characters and the audience that is somehow really interesting and also real. My friend was joking that in every relationship there's an Abby and there's an Alana. Like, you can can relate to these characters, but at the same time you're like, would I do that? (laughs) And for me, that's a show... That will always, I mean, it's coming out with a fourth season and they, they keep improving on it somehow even though it's the same kind of structure
0: yeah i love broad city just because i feel like it speaks to my kind of girl you know <laughs> these really like alternative sort of like feisty like they're not exactly what you see on a regular college campus but like they're getting out there and they're adventuring <laughs> and, like you want to experience that with them and it like makes you want to go to like new york and do crazy things i love it it's yeah inspiring. <laughs> i didn't
2: follow girls all the way through mm. but the first season I thought was great. Yeah. I
0: thought that the first season of Girls, I mean, they started by, like, there was a whole lot of talking about it, and they made a really big impact, and everybody swarmed to it, and then sort of in the later seasons, it's hmm. just been left behind, like, nobody watches it anymore or really talks about it. Did you follow it all it. the way through? Yes, I've seen all of it. And honestly, the last season is the best hmm. season. I thought that they just, like like I said, I mean, the characters just matured so well. And so even if you don't really like them, you just really can appreciate their character arcs and like what they've mm-hmm. done with the people and the twists and turns that they've taken. And they feel like real rounded out characters that are growing up with me. I mean, the the whole point of the show was to kind of cover that, like, in between, like, sex in the city and, you know, when you're a teenager in high school, like, how do you get to that place? And I think the Girls mm. is doing a really good job showing, like, when you move to New York to pursue your dreams of, like, being an artist, how does that work out okay. and what happens, especially for, like, millennials who are oftentimes very self-centered mm. people who may not have, like, an actual, like... Mm-hmm. realization of what the world is yeah. and like them coming to that is really powerful yeah.
1: i'm not the hugest lena dunham fan because because that she because in some ways she's so flawed but at the same time like i can understand there's something about girls that are so sophisticated in the way that in the way that people make mistakes and that no one's perfect and and people i think like I, I don't necessarily like Lena Dunham, but at the same time, I can't say she's the worst person ever. I think she gets a lot of flack. She gets a lot of flack from the outside world because she says some stupid stuff sometimes. But don't don't we we all? Exactly. Like, there's something about girls in that way that is, like, honest in a way that I think we need to be more... Yeah, it's
0: so relatable all the time. I'll find myself, like, even scenes that I hate, and I'm thinking, why would you do that? Like, a couple days later, I'll be like, oh, my gosh. This is just like that scene (laughs) from Girls. What
2: are you guys um, looking forward to for the next few months? What's coming out that...
0: Rick and Morty! I'm so excited. Can you please just give me season three already? (laughs) I just...
2: Has it only been two seasons? It's only
0: been two seasons, and they keep telling us that it's going to come out. Mm. You know, it was like, oh, it'll come out at the end of 2016. Oh, it'll come out January 9th. No, we still don't know when the release date is. I'm going to rage quit
1: all over. It's upsetting. (laughs) I'm really excited for the fourth season of Broad City because the third season was just such an awesome, like, it actually followed somewhat of a plot arc, which was really cool. And I'm excited to see how they build off of the end of the third season where Abby and Alana try to go to Israel, and it makes kind of, like a political statement that I love so I'm really excited to see where they take that Paul Downs who is one of the writers on the show who also plays Trey who's like one of my favorite characters I kind of hate him but I kind of love him um has taken over a lot of writing I think he writes and directs for the show along with his girlfriend and I'm really excited to see where they take that nice yeah what about you Emerson
2: well we're recording this on Friday the 13th and We were just talking about how Netflix fumbled with Gilmore Girls. I can't attest to that, having not seen Gilmore Girls. (laughs) But the series of unfortunate events came out today. I'll be stuck on campus for most of the day, but I guarantee that's how I'll be spending my night from about 10 p.m. on.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go to the Emerald offices and watch that after this. Yeah, I will definitely be doing the same.
2: <laughs> so we can't say that there won't be a series of Unfortunate Events podcast coming up, but good there chance there yet. will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I'm excited about is that I read in the past couple days that the Coen brothers are making their foray into television.
1: Oh what? my god.
2: It's a series set in the Old West. Um, mm. There's no plot that's been divulged at this time, but...
0: I love Westerns.
2: This article from Paste says it's going to follow six different storylines, and the title mm-hmm. is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs.
0: That sounds great. They're not sold. I hope they get their magic back, honestly, because I love the Coen brothers, but their last couple films have been faltering <gasps> a little bit, mm-hmm. like... What was the one that just came out? Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Yeah, I liked Hail Caesar, but it just didn't speak to me like yeah. most Coen Brothers films do. So maybe this forage into yeah. TV will be like
1: the breather yeah. and the new thing they need. Yeah, uh, Hail Caesar for me was really interesting because I've... Only seen like I grew up. I grew, I grew up in Minnesota, so a bunch of people I knew were in a serious man. So that was like what? A, yeah, what? yeah. Um, that's they shot crazy. in like my community, like the Jewish community I grew up in. My brother's friend from middle school was one of like the young kids in a serious man. Can't
2: believe this is just now coming out, Sarah yeah. Rosa. We yeah, should have been talking about this a, a while ago. You you say um, you we can do a
1: yourself. Cone Brothers podcast. Uh, but there's count act- on it. Yeah, I'll be so in. Um, but there's actually an ice cream shop in Minnesota called Cone Brothers. Um, anyways, he Caesar for me was I thought it was one of the most hilarious movies I've ever seen. Maybe it wasn't the best most poignant Coen Brothers movie but that scene with the sailors I was like practically out of my seat in the theater my dad still teases me to this day about that.
2: That, that is a brilliant scene I have to admit I saw it in theaters yeah. um, and I fell asleep for like 20 minutes so i woke up <laughs> in the middle of that yeah. so it was lost on me the first time yeah i just watched it again over winter break that scene is amazing yeah yeah
1: it's so well done and maybe the rest of the movie isn't as good as some of their other stuff but i would argue that it's still a classic Coen brothers it's movie. an
2: admirable movie but i feel yeah. like i should hold them to a higher standard yes, that's yeah. how so I it feel. should be better like i love the references to old hollywood like mm-hmm. in a lot of ways they made a movie that was like a tribute to old Hollywood that was like almost <laughs> on every level better than La La Land.
1: Yeah. And
2: so the the musical aspect really killed me. I think they were kind of abusing the whole we can recruit all these A-list actors because like Jonah Hill was in yeah. there for like two minutes. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson, her character, like what? It definitely yeah. felt
0: like they just threw him on there. For me, it was almost like the Coen Brothers' excuse to make a lot of films that they didn't actually want to make the yeah. whole film to. So there's just all that of these makes sense. scenes.
2: When I was reading about it, Josh Brolin's character as a fixer in Hollywood is actually based on, like, a real guy <laughs> who, like, would sweep uh, scandals under the rug.
1: So wow. that was really interesting. Yeah. That's it's it's cool.
2: it's the it's that and the, like, guild of screenwriters who are actually, like, devoted to the communism <laughs> because they're not getting paid enough. Like, that stuff is brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, this has been our TV podcast
1: <laughs> Turn into a come brothers discussion. <laughs>
2: That's all we have time for today, right?
1: Yes, yes. Per- You
2: can keep an ear out for what? I said yes okay you can keep an <laughs> ear out for upcoming episodes from the Emerald Podcast Network only on the dailyemerald.com. You can listen to more from the Emerald Podcast network at dailyemerald.com or subscribe to Emerald Podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'm Emerson Malone.
1: I'm Sarah Rosa Davies. I'm Patience Green.
2: One, two, three. Thanks for St- listening. Good listening. <laughs> on the sea, will be happy as
1: yes, be. What's the captain plays? But we have to disagree, cause the only guarantee is I'll see a lot of you and you'll see a lot of me. And it's absolutely certain that we'll see a lot of
2: Steve.